What's up, Divi Nation? This is Divi Chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm super excited to be here. I've been crazy. I missed a couple weeks, but I'm super glad to be here. And we have um, our regular panelists, most of them anyway, and we've got a special guest today. So um, before we dive into our topic, which is going to be about online courses, and our special guest will make a lot of sense once you find out who that is, if you're just listening and haven't heard yet. Um, but before that, why don't, uh, why don't we introduce ourselves a little bit? Uh, my name is Stephanie Hudson. I represent Focus WP, where we help agencies to scale and grow with white label outsourced services. And I have a little bit of an announcement. As of this week, I'm now the CMO of Bertha AI. So I partnered up Not with- you. Yeah, you heard it here first. This is breaking news. So yeah, so I'm now a part of Bertha. So we'll be hearing a little bit more about that and how we can utilize that to help our businesses grow and stuff. But anyway, I'm excited to share that news with you guys. Uh, Sarah, do you want to go next? Sure. Hi, everyone. Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. So I got today. Good. Perfect. Tim Streifler. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, and wpgears.com where I have the WP, the podcast with my good friend David Blackman, as well as several online Divi courses. Uh, we have the Divi Business Expert course and then the Divi Beginner course, which is launching soon. Um, both of them built with Lifter LMS, which more about that soon. But yeah, great topic. We'll super excited. Sure. Super excited that we have Chris on with us today. And uh, yeah. Eric. Hey, everybody. So my name is Eric, and I can be found at uh, either In Transit Studios. That's our client agency uh, where we build websites and do digital marketing services. Um, and also over at uh, Divi Agency Coach, where I help people get started uh, finding those first uh, few several important clients. Um, and uh, I am, you, if you're listening, you can't see, but I have got that ridiculous blurred background thing going, but only because uh, we are currently in Norfolk, Virginia, getting ready to head to Lima, Peru, and I am been selling gear and liquidating my office and I've got things, but it's a disaster behind me. So um, <laughs> I, I just thought the easiest thing is just to throw that blurred background in there. But yeah. Well, when you have your hairdo, it's so easy to use and a right. fake background. Yeah, but if so I turn nice for mine, my beard messes it up. So. Your beard screws <laughs> everything up. Yeah. I, I pretty straight on for this. <laughs> And of course, our our good friend Chris Badgett is here of Lifter LMS. Chris, tell the peoples who you are and where they can find out about you. Cool. I'm Chris from Lifter LMS, and I help WordPress professionals create courses for their clients and for themselves. I also have a podcast for the course creation industry called LMS Cast. It's been running for seven or eight years now, so we got a ton of content over there. If you uh, want to go deep on this online course niche. Awesome. And as I mentioned in our social media posts, Chris is more than just an, an, a geek. He's more than just an LMS guy. He's one of the coolest guys I know. He has lived like 10 lives already. Used to 
uh, runs sled dogs in Alaska. He's living in a oh, you works in a tiny house on his property, and we may or may not hear his roosters and chickens. So anyway, um, if you want to hear some good stories, hit Chris up because I could listen to you tell your adventures all day long, and hopefully we'll be seeing you around the conference. It's conference season, yo. Uh, are you are you heading to um, WordCamp EU or US? US for sure. Not going to make it to EU. Currently, I'm looking for a place somewhere around San Diego that I can have a party at where I hope to see as many of you as I can in person. I first met Stephanie nice. in person uh -huh. at a party at WordCamp US. So uh, I, we I were look forward tacos. to tacos. Yeah, I look and forward. And I thought to he was lying about the sled dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, I'll return the favor. Awesome! Yeah, it'll be super fun. Um, and so to kick off this topic, um, Tim, I'm going to go to you. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the the whole thing with online courses. Online courses are everywhere. We can tie this back to a topic we had just a few weeks ago on education and what kind of education you need. And we, we sort of said, you know, you don't really need a university degree. You can learn everything you need to learn. And so much of that is done through online courses that are offered by companies or by your colleagues, things like that. So Tim, maybe you could talk a little bit about your experience and the importance of yeah. courses in our sort of our ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. So let me let me start just by defining LMS, just in case anyone doesn't know. And I just really want to define Thank something. You. I don't know if you know, know this, Chris. That's kind of what I, I meant, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. ask it right. I'm, I'm the resident definer. And so nice. when we have topics that don't really need defining, I just don't know what to do with myself. So loses um, you just come up with something to define anyway. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. start defining something unrelated to the episode. <laughs> um, no, LMS stands for Learning Management System, and it is the software that facilitates the course, uh, the online course. And so it, it, it has features to let you uh, let students track their progress, uh, basically gives them um, the ability to uh, go through the course at their own pace or at a drip pace. And so depending on the software, there's different features and stuff. Um, and so Lifter LMS, which is Chris's company, um, is an awesome LMS for WordPress. And so um, there's non-WordPress LMS uh, software out there. Um, I always recommend owning everything, hosting it yourself, and using something like Lifter, opposed to outsourcing to another third-party platform where some of them even will take uh, a cut of everything you earn. Um, Kajabi is a really common not... one that I've had clients use. Yeah, Kajabi is a popular like... one. You just have like a link in your website that like sends them over to their Kajabi kind of site, but it always looks yeah. different. It, you, like you can't stylize it the same way. There's so many downsides yeah. to that. Yeah. I've taken a few courses on Kajabi and it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but like you said, it was just, it's so basic and it's like, why would you not, you know, keep this in house and have more control? And yeah, it's cause it's so easy too. It's not like it's difficult to do it yourself anyways. Um, so yeah, the the question with uh, Stephanie, you wanted me to talk about how courses fit into our ecosystem and stuff. Was that? The... I kind of just wanted you to introduce the whole thing. If you want to talk about that, that's fine. Or <laughs> we can kick it over to Eric because Eric doesn't have a course currently. How about that, Eric? That's something that you and I could talk about this because we don't currently have any active courses. Yeah, no, I don't have any active courses. I have a handful of clients that we have built um, LMS, LMS sites for. So um, it is handy to learn how to do that. I'm really excited though to 
tier about uh, and look a little bit more into Lifter. I've never used it. Um, honestly, I've never looked at it. Um, and so I'm excited to uh, hear about it. Uh, we use LearnDash on all of ours, um, but I I can't well, say- Should we kick him out, Chris? All good. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I feel like I can't, I can't compare it to anything because I haven't I haven't used it. And I just feel like Lifter and LearnDash are like Divi and Elementor. Like they're kind of the, like the two big yeah. dudes like <laughs> in, in the game. And whenever you ask, they're the two that get recommended. But, you know. And there are a couple more. There's Tutor LMS and then Sensei is another one that uh, has a place in the market as well. But there's like four to six of them in the WordPress ecosystem. See, this is why I love Chris, is he's not afraid to talk about his competitors, and he's so cool about it, too. <laughs> he's the coolest. He's the dude. <laughs> um, um, so who, who here in the chat, by the way, who in the chat, uh, if you're listening live, let us know. Um, and if you're not listening live, you can put it in the comments where you're listening. But are you a course creator? Have you created a course? Are you a course addict? Do you take all the courses? Because I know some people like that, that they cannot, <laughs> they can't stop, won't stop buying courses and taking them. Who was I just talking to um, at the summit that they they said um, their girlfriend finally called them? Oh, it was uh, Nev Harris. Do you guys know that guy? He gave a talk and he was talking about how he's just obsessed. He loves to learn and he's he loves to read and do courses and stuff. And so he was taking courses and his girlfriend one time asked him like, are you ever going to actually do any of those things? And he was like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, maybe I should. Yeah, I've taken I've taken a lot of courses. You know, I've I've bought cheap courses. I've I have a ten thousand dollar course, which is crazy. But like, honestly, like if you compare it to like a university degree, it's like just yeah. scratching the surface. Um, and so I want to say I'm addicted to courses, but there's definitely courses I've bought that I haven't actually gone through the content and I had plans to That's do it and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like in this day and age, like, why not? You know, yes, you can, you can, you can take, watch some free YouTube videos and stuff, but having someone who is basically where you want to be that you yeah. can learn from and learn from one person rather than getting this like buffet of information from all these different blog articles or youtube videos and stuff like so i'm all about courses and and i have courses that i sell but i've taken way more courses uh myself than i only have one and a half courses right now so but i've taken like I don't know, eight to ten yeah we're not it hasn't launched yet so i can't call it a second course <laughs> I, I um, totally started my whole career on courses. So I start, I, like I've talked a lot about lynda.com, which now is kind of a little bit kind of old school. There's so many other options out. But when I was starting, uh, lynda.com was amazing. So I just like bought a subscription, a six-month subscription. I think I even asked my parents for it for like my birthday or something like that. And then I just did it was great because I could do the specific courses. So like I started with HTML and then I did CSS and then I did WordPress and like, I, I can't remember all the ones that I did, but I just worked my way through the individual specific things that I wanted to learn. I think the gold about courses is you're learning from someone who can teach you about the specific thing that you want to learn. And it's usually in a way that you can replicate what they're doing. So um, like courses that are done well, Linda was really great because they give you the files that they're working on and you do the same thing that they're doing. And so I'm a very practical learner. I have to do it to actually learn it. And I think the good courses understand that 
Some people learn audibly. Some people learn by looking at it. Some people learn by actually doing it and they give you all those options to be able to learn it. But um, yeah, I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have started my business without courses. I did not go to university and you know, you don't have to have the time for university. You can do it when your kid is sleeping or you can do it at nighttime when you're working during the day, you can squeeze it in wherever. My problem now is I'm too busy to do the courses <laughs> that I want to I want to continue to grow and finding that time is much, much harder now. But I think when you're starting out and maybe you don't have as many clients as you want to have, courses are a great way to kind of ramp up your skills, which is great. I just want to add too that just with my WordPress journey, um, I started teaching how to build sites with WordPress and that's actually how I got my first clients. I was I was making uh, I made a free course on Udemy which is a, like a hosted nice. platform and people started, my phone started ringing like, Hey, this is great, but can you just build the site for me? And it's literally how I started <laughs> my WordPress career. And I wasn't that far in front of them in my skill level. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. People want to hire people that teach them. You know, it's like, if you can educate yeah. someone, even like what you said, Chris, you weren't like an expert level, but you were ahead of where they wanted to be or, yeah, that you had the skills that they didn't have. And so they decided, actually, I don't want to learn. I just want to hire you to do it. There's personality too. Sometimes you resonate with people and they're like, you know, I'd like to work with somebody kind of like that. So when you think it's all been done before, there's still only one you and your vibe attracts your tribe. So just putting it out there yeah. is a big part of it. I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so Chris, what made you go from creating stuff for people to creating a whole LMS system. I'm curious about that shift. It's really just being an empathetic listener. So like people literally pull products and services out of me is the way I think about it. So when I started as an agency, um, you know, I, I would take any client I could in any business, big or small, anywhere around the world. I was way undercharging. Uh, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, I ended up specializing in this course membership site niche. And I also, at the same time, I was really focused on kind of the whole passive income thing. I need to build a business where I can work from any, anywhere because I have location issues and I like to travel and move around a lot. And uh, so I became a course creator myself in an organic gardening niche of all things. Um, so I, I, wow. I, and I started blogging about that, like how to do that. Or, or how I built my LMS website using a theme I got off Theme Forest. It wasn't very good. And that also started attracting clients. And as I got these course creator clients, I started blogging about how to get affiliates to promote your course and build affiliate marketing program. This dude from New York City called me. He's like, hey, we have this photography course site. Can we fly you out here? I want you to do build out our affiliate program. So I went out, met him. This is so weird. I mean, I just get on a plane, land in New York City. I've never done business in New York before. They pick me up in a car and I go to their office and I start teaching them about the fundamentals of marketing and, and affiliate stuff. And I'm surrounded by all these like people who I thought, you know, were more, maybe more expert than me. But then I kind of started getting the confidence of like, you know what, all that time I spent learning and obsessing and just having fun learning WordPress and marketing. I kind of know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> and then uh, fast forward, you know, went really deep in that niche, which is my advice to any um, website builder for clients. You can have a couple niches like e-commerce, learning sites. These are good niches to be in, by the way. But um, 
eventually there just wasn't a good off the shelf tool in 2013. We were building learning management system sites from scratch. And uh, we were like, we just got to build the, the more all in one tool that kind of fulfills memberships, courses, e-commerce gamification. And that's, that's the genesis of lifter in 2014. Awesome. Story. I told you guys he has good stories. <laughs> um, so are you a course taker? Did I ask you that, Chris? I do love to learn. Um, I'm, I'm kind of an audio visual learner. Sarah mentioned she really liked to get into the stuff and, and like yeah. kinesthetic learning maybe. And not I, I don't think we're all necessarily one learning style, but right. yeah. I do a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly learning. I've probably, you know, whether it's podcasts or courses or coaching programs, I just get in as much as I can. I have so much work I have to do. I'm also kind of strapped for my learning time. I I kind of look back longingly at my earlier years where I had more time to figure it out and I hadn't had kids yet. And I, I just kind of look back at that that slice of the pie I had for learning. It's not so big anymore. But yeah, I, I love to learn. It's you couldn't cool. wait to get where you are now, but now you're exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were talking um, to our kids yesterday fun. about they were saying we, you know, imagine going back to school. Like, you know, you wouldn't want to go back to school, or not. And we were like, we would love to go to university. <laughs> like, yeah. we would be like all in for university. The idea of like just going and learning and not having to work. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and just drop your laundry off at your mom's house. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna so do? So we here? have we've, yeah. we have some comments I want to share here in the chat just to get you an idea of where everybody's at. Uh, Anders is saying that he's done a million courses about internet marketing, SEO and now design. So I he's have. taking his courses. What did you say? <laughs> oh, I said that's more than I've done. A million. A million. Yeah, I'm almost, I've bought almost them. Um, Sherry <laughs> on, on Facebook said she's bought more than she's had time for. And this is a good, mm -hmm. she, I think she's taking this as a reminder to maybe hit some of those. Um, yeah. And also she's got Tim's courses. So yay for Sherry there. Yeah. And business expert oh wait that's yours right yeah to be a business expert. and josh hall plus 20 udemy courses on coding photography and wordpress that's awesome um and danny green our resident uh little she's on it gotta just be so perfect on everything there's only one she's had not finished <laughs> it wasn't done well uh-huh of course danny yeah of course you would so anyway i mean it is um, a good point that is, that, that, depending on how it is built, it actually impacts your experience of doing the course, which I think yeah. like that's actually a really good point that if it's not, it is. if it's not done well, um, then it can be really tedious to actually work your way through it. Or like there's one course, I don't know what it's built on, but there's one where if you watch different videos, if you watch them in different orders, it then kind of unmark stuff as having been completed and i'm not sure how they're all set out but sometimes that experience of like you want to go back and have a look at something but then it like completely like makes it look like you haven't done anything in the course oh, there's yeah. there can be those kind of moments in taking a course that can really throw you off wanting to complete it so i think yeah. it matters what you use and how well it's thought through the experience yeah. of actually doing a course yeah. And, and I want to address that for a second. So, uh, I learned this a couple of years ago. Um, actually Chris Lemma talked about this at a WordCamp. um, that like with online courses, getting like, if you're an online course creator, getting your students to finish the courses, that is a huge problem everywhere on every platform, on every niche. And, um, 
like like it was pointed out by by Danny and, and Sarah, when there's things wrong, like that definitely discourages people from wanting to finish it if it's poorly managed and set up and stuff like that. But even when it's, you know, very well executed, it's still a challenge. And part of the reason is that when someone signs up for a, the, the course, it's they're getting a little dose of dopamine. It's like it's like that sense of accomplishment just by buying the course. And it's the same level of, uh, this was uh, uh, Chris Lemma quoted from a study, the same level of dopamine that gets released in your brain when you complete the course. So a lot of times people, they buy the course and it's like mentally it's checking off their list. Like, oh yeah, like I'm going to have this, you know, this, this new knowledge. This yeah. yeah. And like, so that's think the it's thing. like the matrix where it just plugs in. <laughs> right. You like you just buy thing? it and boom, you know it. Yeah. So there's definitely things that you can do to get people like, uh, like, for example, in my opinion, um, dripping content, some people hate it. They want to be able to go in and, and watch what they want when they want to watch it and watch the lessons and pick and choose and stuff. However, a lot of times that gives people like, you know, decision paralysis, like where do I start? And they get a little overwhelmed because there's so much, but by slowly dripping, especially when you have something that kind of takes them on a journey from, you know, point A to point B, you can drip content slowly so that they don't get overwhelmed. They're more likely to uh, complete each lesson, you know, in the, in the right order and stuff like that. And then you're kind of, you're, you're basically, you're, you're helping them along the way and stuff like that. So there's, yeah, different things like that. Um, and then I think having, uh, you know, sometimes I've, I've signed up for courses and there's like a two and a half hour video. It's like, oh, I opened that video. I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, this lesson's two and a half hours long. Oh my gosh. But you break that up into short, you know, 15, 20, 30 minute videos it's a lot more, you know, those bite-sized chunks, that's a lot more manageable, right? You watch a video, boom, you're done. You can move on, come back to it later. But like coming back, you know, halfway through a two and a half hour video, it's just kind of overwhelming. So, um, yeah, I don't know if Chris, you have some thoughts on that with like getting tips on, on getting people through courses and getting them to actually complete the course. I'll throw three out there that are, are pretty good. One of them is if you can give somebody, like you said, a, a you know, chunk it down to smaller pieces and get them a win early. So in that initial, the motivation is the highest right after they purchase. So then the next job is to get them a win that then causes another dopamine spike to get them to keep going in a way. So early wins and milestones are really important and having that happen along the way to continually reinforce motivation. The other thing is a community element. So if you do a Facebook group or you're using a WordPress-based community system or a forum or even um, Zoom calls or office hours, something to, to make it not feel like a solo ghost town kind mm. of experience is really yeah. motivating. And then the third is really direct engagement from the creator, if you can. Like some people, I know Josh Hall, you mentioned for his membership and courses he sends like a welcome bonjour kind of uh video when somebody signs up to kind of help with that hey we have a relationship here the commitment keep the motivation up um that's a big trend we're seeing right now with courses they call them uh like hybrid courses and cohort-based courses things that are bringing yeah. the people back into the online learning whether that's coaching or community or co you know experiencing things together yeah, that, that's a really great point. So I, I don't want to like intentionally just be talking about my own course, but this is where my experience comes from. But with mine and David's yeah. course, we we like 
kind of as a last minute addition, decided to do like the coaching calls, like the Zoom calls, Q&A and stuff. And the feedback from students was that was the most valuable part of the course was that community element where they could ask questions about yeah. stuff that was in the course and then as well as stuff that wasn't just stuff that they came across when, you know, when trying to land new clients or whatever. And it was something that was like such an afterthought that we just kind of did by accident and it turned out to be the biggest value I we could have done. So, and then now that I think about it, it's like the courses that I've been in that I've really enjoyed have had that as well. Cause then it's not, like you said, just a solo journey where you're just like watching videos alone. It's like you have some camaraderie with other students and you have, you know, the feedback from the the course creator and stuff too. So yeah, great. I think certainly if that. it's a more expensive course, that's a really important element. Like if you've kind of really invested in the course and then totally. it's going to take a, a while. I mean, if it's a cheaper one, I think it's a slightly different experience and you're probably going for something like you and you to me one, for example, like, you know, that's a whole different experience. Um, but probably it does twofold. Like I'm sure Tim, it's highlighted elements where there's something missing from your course. And so then yeah. you can like go re-record the videos because you're like, oh, like we totally didn't even like look at that thing. We just thought that was obvious or whatever it is. Like it's almost twofold for the creator as well because then you get to make a better course. Yeah, um, that's part oh, of learning. It's, it's feedback loops between the, you know, the student and the instructor. Those feedback loops is what make a really strong um, relationship and yeah. product over time. Totally. Could you just define what a feedback loop is? It's just like uh, a place for the student to interact with the teacher. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, like in person or synchronous. It could just be a comment thread under a lesson. It could be... Um, you know, you could ask people to submit a contact form. You could have emails that go out that are asking for, hey, hit reply if you have any problems with this. Or really, it's just conversation between the creator and the consumer so that that relationship, um, like Sarah said, like the creator is like, oh, I had a gap here. I had an assumption. They're getting stuck here. I didn't even teach X. I need to teach X. So that's what a feedback loop is. Yeah, I've taken a course that every time the a module, so like typically courses are divided up into like lessons and modules. And so every time a module was was completed, it automatically prompted a feedback form that said like, what did you think? Do you have any questions? That sort of thing. And so then it was like, everything was fresh in my mind. So it was like, hey, I like how you did this. Or you mentioned that you would get back to this, but you didn't. Like, you know, can you create an extra video on it? And so having that like right there, instead of like later down the road, like, oh, what are your thoughts after the course is done? It was like yeah. in the moment. So it, yeah. having that immediate feedback loop was super helpful. And making it easy for them. Cause I think sometimes like, um, like I've joined this whole different thing, membership. And I, I feel like th they've said, you can ask questions anytime, but it's that thing of like, where do I ask it? And like, am yeah. I imposing if I ask it? So if you're kind of like laying it out and saying, ask me and it's just a box where you can like just chuck it in you're invited to you're not going to be as scared to ask the question because you're comp continually being invited and it's super simple one more pro tip from the divi community actually melissa love um, has a membership and course she's a course creator um, i know she implemented something she called uh, just working sessions so her she was bringing in guest experts on her tar topic which is marketing and design but um, she also started these co-working sessions where people would just come for an allotted time, hang out together and just work from all over the world in a Zoom. And that's also nice. just more of an organic 
feedback loop area. But now that's, that's awesome. a regular part of our program. That's cool. We're big fans yeah. of M Love around here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've got a question. Oh, sure. Well, I wanted to kind of bring up the question of, I think sometimes anything that is, say, WooCommerce related or like course related or any of these kind of things, if you're newer in it, they feel so big and so overwhelming and so, I guess, next level, a little bit like, oh, I don't want to go near a course. I want to ask the question of like, what's the smallest course you've seen someone do with something like Lifter? Or like if someone's kind of coming across... so. The example that I've got is that I had a client say to me, hey, we want to just chuck a couple of videos up on a page. We probably want to put it behind like a sign up thing. Like we want them to kind of, you know, at least sign up for free. And we wouldn't mind it if like they had to do one before they did the next one. But it's just like four videos. And I was kind of like sitting there going, well, I could do it behind a password and I could do it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is kind of like a course. And if we build it as a course now, if then they add more videos, then it's kind of already set up and ready to go. But it was that it was that moment of like, is this too small to actually put as an actual course? So I want to ask that question because I think a lot of people will feel like courses are too overwhelming. They're too hard. They're too whatever. So maybe answering that part, is it really that hard? And then the like, do you see people using them for like, videos you know that kind of thing. that's a great question sir i do and uh before i get into it i'll just ask tim to define a lead magnet <laughs> yeah a lead magnet is something of value that your subscriber or your future subscribers want that you can entice them to get onto your email list and so uh it's something that a competitor might even charge for and so you yeah you can have little mini courses as lead yeah. magnets right yeah see why he's the the lead definer here i thought that was <laughs> I, it. I was throwing him a bone um <laughs> yeah so okay. lead, uh, i call it the free course lead magnet and we actually have a template inside lifter that you can just import that's already got it all set up with a few lessons but we've all heard of like an email series that people sign up for or they get a pdf all this stuff can be delivered inside of a mini course which is um, can be small, like you mentioned. It could even just be one lesson. Micro learning is like a whole trend that's happening right now, like chunking things down into super small pieces. I'm really good at micro learning. <laughs> I also <laughs> I also know a lot of course creators that you know you hear in the market. There's a lot of stuff about you got to raise your prices. You got to do a high ticket coaching program. Um, I think, Tim, you mentioned a $10,000 course. And you hear about these $20,000 coaching programs. But there's people I know that are killing it with like a $150 course that has 15 lessons in it that are all less than five minutes a piece. They just solve a very valuable problem that people have. And they, they cut out all the fluff because what do we all not have enough of? And it's time. So mm -hmm. making it short and sweet and... Uh, and also giving your, yourself permission to make it better over time. Like if you launch it, I mean, my whole thing with WordPress started with a video series on how to build a WordPress website in a weekend. So I literally sat down on my computer, turned ScreenFlow on and built a WordPress website in a weekend and put on YouTube. That's awesome. But I could keep making that better and better. You just have to get the flywheel turning and, and start doing it. And, and the one other thing I'll throw out there is there's kind of two styles 
some people make like one course and just keep making it better and better and better. And other people just go into like serial entrepreneur mode and just start cranking <laughs> out course after course after course. And there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It just depends on the person. Yeah. This yeah, all leads well, right sort of where I wanted to take us for the next half of the show. And that is, you know, we're, we're sort of talking about courses in general and us as the user and sort of all this stuff, but let's, Guys, let's on the panel here, and maybe with the help of those watching live, let's think of A, what kind of courses could we create for our clients? What kind of information could we share? And let's sort of maybe brainstorm that a little bit or help get the ball rolling to see like, could you do this? And let's just spend a little bit of time, five or 10 minutes on that. And then let's talk specifics of like, what would be involved in using a tool like Lifter to bring that into reality so tim you your customers are us like Basically. people like us and in the industry and and eric has sort of created some products for this industry um at focus you know agencies are my customers too but uh you know sarah you you don't work with agencies so or other folks out there maybe you have a niche or maybe you don't what kind of what kind of things could we teach does anybody have any ideas I've got one. I've got like a micro course idea. You could do a course on like all things kind of, I don't, I don't know, bad name, but Google Analytics, Google Search Console, Google My Business, like kind of setting all those up and then how do you like read the information about them? And then what you could do, so just a really simple kind of, the thing that you have to teach clients all the time, like how do you actually connect them all together? How do you make sure they're happy together? And then how to like read the information afterwards. But then what you could do is make that as a micro course. You could offer it kind of for sale on your website, but then you could give it to your clients for free. And so, you know, if your clients actually want to learn it, they like as a part of your maintenance, they could have access to all your basic courses. And then you could just have like a stream of the things that you're continually teaching people anyway. And then if they want to, they could do it as a course. That's awesome. I really yeah. like Dan Danny's idea. Yeah. maintaining their google business profile something where it's like that could be an add-on service where they they yeah. pay you but if they wanted to save money do it themselves they could pay you know a lesser amount and it's an additional stream of revenue for you the client's happy because you built them an awesome website and now you're educating them with something they can handle themselves well Love back that. to yeah, back to what Chris was saying a little bit ago. So our we have two primary lead magnets out there right now for in transit studios. And the first one is a guide on how to set up your Google business profile. Um, and it leads into it. It's it's like a 35 page guide. There are three step by step videos like it's a very, very comprehensive. And through that, we build relationship and we do get a lot of people that then to come to us and go, could you just do this? for me um you know or, or maintaining my it. best tricks and then <laughs> the uh the other one is uh the webinar on how to attract and activate uh clients and where we get a significant conversion on that and it's talking about the four stages of the buying cycle and how you identify you know, so you've got you've got the four stages of the buying cycle and how different digital marketing aspects work best in that. So for people clear out on the awareness stage, that's where you want to use social media. 
but you don't want to start there because that's going to take you six months to lead them into making a purchase. So then we got people in the consideration phase of the buying cycle. This is great for pay-per-click, you know, and then you've got the purchase and then, you know, that's where we can design you a great, you know, you know, website for that. Um, and then you've got word of mouth Well, that's your reviews and, you know, online reviews. So that's where we sell our reputation management. Um, but just teaching, we, we get, we hear back from a lot of clients that like that, Oh, I've, I've heard of that before the stage of the, the, the stages of the buying cycle, but several of them never have. And so just under those, believe it or not, fundamental business sales things, and then connecting it to our world of digital marketing, that helps then a lot of clients go, yeah, I, I want your service or it equips them to go out and do it themselves. I've got a couple of frameworks Love to that. share that, that can help with this too. Um, one of them is really simple, but a lot of the challenges people have in terms of course creators, writer's block is they just don't have clarity on who they're serving. And really it's this three legged thing where um, you have a clear customer, you have a clear result they want, and then you create a mechanism to get them there. That's all courses are. That's all, that's what it's all about. So you mentioned like Google analytics for, for what kind of business, small business, real estate, whatever it is, we have a clear customer. They want people to find them on an internet search and I'm going to provide the training or the mechanism to get you there. So clear customer with a clear problem to a specific result through a proven method that works even during challenging circumstances. And then as a, as an agency owner, um, one of the just kind of mindset things that helped me is there's these three levels of done for you, done with you and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So done for you is the full service. I set up your Google analytics. The done with you is I have a course and I have a coaching program. It's a little more expensive so I can help you along the way. And then the, the DIY version is I have the course. There's no actual interaction on my part, but it's a low cost course for you to DIY it. It almost makes it so as an agency owner, you never have to say no to a customer because Cover uh, you're just downsell to the DIY option. If the budget's not there or if they're higher needs, you've got, you've got them kind of covered in those three areas. Yeah. Boom. And the other the, yeah, the other great thing is having that lower uh entry point for people is you know it gives you a chance to build, you know, relationship, add some value, help them grow, and then you can get additional wallet share. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing with with donors. I used to run a nonprofit and you know, we we really valued people that started out with those first $10 gifts and $50 gifts because almost everybody that gave us $50,000 gifts, $100,000. We had a guy one time that gave a $12 million gift. His first gift was, you know, $1,200. Well, you know, nobody starts out writing a $12 million check. Even now my clients, clients that are paying us three, $4,000 a month started out $99 a month, $59 a month. So it's another pathway there. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, I think um, the, like the thing that's categories. so powerful about this. Oh, sorry. What, Eric? I didn't mean. I like those three categories. I wanna, I'm gonna noodle on that yeah. a bit. I like that. The, the, what was it done? Done for you. Done with you. Do it yourself. So DFI. I feel like Chris kind of knows what he's talking about. He's, he's just got like <laughs> yeah. this, like he's thought through like all the things. Well, like, and doesn't it all sound so simple and like? <laughs> that's the sign of a good the, educator. I've just studied instructional design a lot and, and interviewed a lot of real teachers. I have no background in tech teaching or business yet. Here I am, but that's because I'm a curious learner. 
but frameworks that you give people like that it gives them a way to hold on to a concept and implement it yeah you know that's the hard thing about being an expert at let's say google analytics or whatever is you kind of need a framework to help them just kind of compartmentalize the various parts of getting that set up correctly so i'm a big frameworks guy <laughs> yeah yeah no frameworks frameworks are good um, I think, I like um, I think Robin, Robin suggested a course for clients to learn how to write blog posts for SEO. Um, yeah, nice. Good idea. That's like a good, that. that would be one. Cause I, I think it's easy for us to sit and think of ideas for courses to reach other people just like us. But the struggle is always trying to figure out what would, what would my prospective client buy? Yeah. And yeah. Cause Sherry's there's two avenues. Problem solving, self-care, work-life balance, basic startup, and stress management. So my clients, this isn't their thing, but there's a lot of people <laughs> looking for this type of course. So if this is her clients, then that's yeah. that's great. And it looks clearly like she's got some experience in this arena as well. One other thing I just want to throw out there is you can even license other people's courses. Like um, Sean Hesketh, he has a website, WP101. It's a WordPress training site. It, it's... Um, I actually license his WordPress basics training course and then put it on my website so that I can teach people the basics of WordPress and I didn't make it and it's really good. And he's been polishing that course and keeping it updated every year. So it does, you don't, you don't always even have to create it. And he uses lifter, yeah. right? For his course. He does. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Stephanie, do you mind if we talk a little bit about, the course creation process specifically with Divi and okay cool I would love it yeah I just wanted to get people's brains sort of going yeah no this on, has like, been awesome they could do a course on and so now you know we have only 15 or so minutes left so let's this is perfect timing so thanks for transitioning us in there Tim yeah definitely so uh obviously we've talked about lifter uh, and I want to say as someone who has used lifter, I haven't used anything else. I'm nothing to compare it to, but I've never had a reason to try anything else because lifter is so easy. It just works. You know, once you understand how it's put together, everything just works really simply. Um, now I want to say now that Divi has the theme builder, I say now as if it just came out, it's been a while now, but, um, <laughs> creating a, a course and having, you know, the lesson pages mapped out in the theme builder and stuff, it just makes it so easy. Um, and so I know like anytime there's a type of website that's outside of a normal brochure website, it can sometimes be overwhelming. Like for example, a WooCommerce, uh, membership course, you know, stuff like that, but really there's not a lot to it. Like if you think about the fact that, okay, yeah, you're creating a lesson page, but you're going to create the template in the theme builder. Um, you might have a course, you know, like overview page if there's multiple courses. Um, and that's there's not a whole lot more. Like if you're, if you're going to use the built-in, uh, e-commerce element that's built into, to lifter, you know, then you got to make sure the checkout and stuff looks good. But, um, I would say, uh, e-learning site is definitely easier than, than e-commerce. However, I know Eric mentioned always budget more time. Uh, Eric mentioned this before the, <laughs> before we got on, um, it's still, you know, a, a, a big task compared to just having a five page brochure style website. So you still want to make sure that you have, you know, you double whatever you think it's going to take. Um, but with that said, I'm trying to encourage people that it's not terribly overwhelming. Like, yes, there's things you got to do, but like, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science by any, any means. Not rocket surgery, people. 
It's not rocket surgery. What is that from? <laughs> from something? From Stephanie. I don't know. <laughs> from nerds. I don't know. Okay, so take us through the process then. We've got an idea. Um, we're going to, let's see, pick one of these. We're going to show clients. Let's take Robin's idea. We're going to show people how to write a blog post for SEO. We've got a concept. We're going to turn this into a course. What's step one? What do we do? Well, step one is creating a course outline offline, in my opinion. You I know, agree. I, I use yeah. something like Evernote. Um, so map out the course, like figure out, you know, what your your modules are, what your lessons are, that sort of a thing uh, before you. What's the difference you know. between a module and a lesson? Um, I, Chris, I can't remember. Are what are they called in sections in Lifter? Yeah, they're called sections. Let me let me take a shot at defining it, Tim. Yeah, uh, there's, there's like a there's like a higher. Let you know if you don't do any good. <laughs> the beauty of the um, learning management system is actually what it's doing is organizing a lot of data, like from progress to hierarchy of content flows, uh, user interactions into the reporting. So it kind of takes this all this data and organizes it. But the way to think about the levels is you have a course and inside of that are sections or you can call them modules and inside of that are lessons which can contain any kind of content and then associated to those there can be quizzes and assignments and things and then if you need to bundle multiple courses together that's what at least in lifter you a reason to use memberships so that's kind of the hierarchy of it love that yeah the way that my brain works is in outline form and so it's like you think of okay your your main your main like course title or like the thing that you're trying to teach that's your over like overarching theme and then within that you break it down further into smaller chunks which would be you know the sections and then within the sections you have lessons and so I don't know. I don't know if anyone else thinks this way, but that's how I organize everything. If I'm planning products, it's an outlines. If I'm planning blog posts, it's an outlines. And like just being able to like take a crap ton of information. That's a scientific measurement, by the way, crap ton. Um, and then like organize it down into, you know, a, a, some level of hierarchy. Um, and then from there, it makes actually populating the course or the blog post or whatever it is easy because you you don't just have a brained up of information you have a brained up of information that's been organized down and and uh categorized you know so forth so that's how i do it it's kind of like writing it's kind of like writing a nonfiction book if you were going to do that you'd probably spend like half the time on research and outlining and then actually write the thing course creation is kind of like that if you're the type of person that just wants to jump in and start creating lesson one you can absolutely do that but it does pay dividends to do some outlining and organization on the front end. I mean, if yeah. you're if you're coming in at its very most basic form, where maybe I don't know, like in this blog post one, you might only have say four sections. Like you know, it might be fairly simple, where it's really just kind of a few videos with a little bit of text or some resources or some links that kind of head off to different places. So maybe like the first lesson is like working out what your um, keywords are going to be. And so then you have a video that like explains, okay, so how do you work out what your keywords are going to be? And then below that, you've just got a few links. So that could just be like a, would that be a section? 
and then with a video and then like you go to the next section or whatever it is, um, which is writing your outline. And so you do maybe maybe in the writing in the outline, for some reason you have two videos. So that then becomes two modules um, in that section of writing your outline. And then they finish that and they go down to the next section of like actually putting it into or writing it. And then your final one is putting it into WordPress maybe there's one more on like launching it and social media or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Is is that how you would break it down? If it was at a really simple, simple course where you've just got kind of, or would you put that all in the one thing? Both can work. I'm a big fan of uh, the rule of threes. I'm going to drop another framework on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. I love the rule of threes. We'll so if you, if you're making your first course and you had to d d divide it into three sections or modules, it might be um, SEO fundamentals, like learn the terminology is module one, module two or section two is about keyword research. And, and um, section three is about implementation. And within each of those phases are a series of three lessons that kind of unpack that area of the journey. And then maybe if you need a lot more, maybe you're starting to get into a point where, oh, okay, maybe there's multiple courses here. Maybe there's a beginner SEO course and then the advanced one or the and SEO. An advanced to have three. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's all about bringing order to it because uh, there's something called the expert's curse, especially if we're really good at something. You, you know, it gets a little, sometimes we try to pass too much information across or, you know, we're not, able to drop into beginner's mind and meet the learner where they are. So it's chunking things down and getting organized and meeting them where they are is super important. Yeah. So the way that I, I do it is, is outlining the course and then from there outlining the lesson. Cause I think I was, well, Chris was saying, where you have like, try to communicate too much information, it can be overwhelming, but also like we've talked about having the courses that just have an enormous amount of, of videos that are all long. It's like, you don't want your course to be any shorter or any longer than it needs to be. It's like, you want to have the least amount of time to communicate. Just the, right. Yeah. Like you want it to have to communicate what it needs to be communicated, but in the least amount of time possible. And so in my opinion, the way that you do that is, is planning out the overall course, but then planning out each lesson too, because another thing is that you don't want to do is if you're just like going for it, without planning, well, you might start talking about something that really is better to teach down here, you know, later on in the course. So by planning out the entire course, but then also planning on each lesson, you make sure you don't step on your own feet and talk about things out of order. To, and that's going to confuse the, the learner. Um, but then also to make sure that you don't just ramble on and, and just keep talking, you know, what you're going to say before you actually get in there and start writing or uh, recording. So then also it makes it easier to go back to like, oh, I just, I can't remember how to do that. Like, you know, you do a course and then three months later, you can't remember anything in the course. So being able to like go back into a course and just watch one specific video on how to do a specific thing is going to be like, imagine trying to watch like three, two hour videos, trying to find like that one 10 minutes that you need. If, if it could be broken down, it's going to be much easier for people to be using long-term. So then once you get what get that done, Chris, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like at what 
like how do you decide you know should i use you know quizzes for example and give assignments or shouldn't i give quizzes and and assignments um and and i know gamification is a big part of successful courses you know giving giving little prizes and badges along the way people not me but you know some people get really excited about that stuff um and and i know it helps um but like how do you how do you decide if that should be part of your course or not? Because I think what happens is a lot of people look at it, look at they look at the practices that somebody else is doing and they try to emulate that. Where I always try to approach things, I want to know the principle behind the practice and then I can contextualize it. So what are the principles at play in successful courses that you've seen of like these courses lend themselves to be like I love the three, the, the framework of the rule of three, but like so what are the other principles should we know of like if you're going to try to do this you should have quizzes or don't have quizzes or gamification things like anything like any nuggets like that cool well i'm going to drop another framework on you eric um, Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I grab my ipad and write it down if i don't it wasn't any good just tight i'm just kidding. first of all there's, there's different there's different styles of courses and it really depends on the use case and the target market but going back to feedback loops the most important thing, you can get in the weeds of gamification, quizzing, certification, all these things. But there's something called the Skittle method, which just stands for screw it, do it live. And what that means is you actually create the course lessons with a live audience, like on a Zoom call or whatever, and you present the content live. And that's your first version of the course. Not that you have to do it that way, but for, for people that are like unable to launch and having problems in there and analysis paralysis the skittle method can be quite helpful and it, it's also very inspiring and motivating when you have a live audience and you've promised to drip a lesson out each week or each day or whatever you're doing yeah. in terms and it's it's a Go benefit ahead. to the the uh the student as well because they can ask questions live and then that can help you refine it later if yeah. you eventually re-record it because now you know what people were asking things that maybe you weren't planning on teaching if you had just recorded it from the start yeah really Thanks. good i love that guys i don't want to be a bully here but we are almost out of time and we have on the divi chat show talked almost zero about how to actually implement this in divi hey i talked about Chris, the theme builder for like half a second. oh that's true you did i forgot you did and uh, i'm pretty sure uh, lifter has like a course you can take right like once you sign up you can like we go do. along with the course and just like so follow along. yeah chris tell us how like what steps you've taken to make it easy to implement lifter on a tv site yeah well the uh we talked about the free course lead magnet our free course lead magnet is just literally called the official quick start course for the lifter lms community it's only about two hours of content, maybe 20 lessons, maybe not, maybe not even that long. And that just takes you through the 5% essential parts of the tool so that you can get rolling. Um, so that, and just to throw that idea out there for you, a course like that works both to get our business leads and also to help our new customers be successful. So sometimes you can have a course that does both marketing and customer success for you all with one course. Uh, and that's actually been our largest driver of email list growth over the years is that actually that course. Um, so that's great. Uh, in terms of getting started with Divi specifically, 
I have to give a shout out to three inspiring examples from the Lifter LMS community. One, we mentioned Melissa Love. Uh, her friend and colleague, KPC, launched the Active Campaign Academy on Divi, which is an amazing course if you're looking at building out a CRM and marketing automation with that. And then one of my favorite stories is Ziv Raviv, who has a whole multi-instructor university built on top of Lifter LMS called Balloon Artist College where he teaches people how to tie animal balloons all over the world. Last year, he, he made $377,000 with his, um, his platform. And Ziv, <laughs> Ziv is a uh, power Divi user. He also has an agency called Kivi Media. He builds with Divi. Um, but I, those three people popped to mind immediately when I think about Divi for inspiration. But also just getting started. I mean, Lifter LMS is a plugin drop it in. Like Tim mentioned, if you want to customize the course templates with the Divi theme builder, you can do that. We have an extensive short code library so that you can kind of put things how you want them and, and customize the layouts and stuff like that. But, uh, and then I would just add, we're big proponents of learning in community, learning through customer support. We, we, we do live onboarding calls and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you got to give yourself permission to go through the learning curve, whether you're learning WooCommerce or Lifter LMS or any other technology. Um, you know, your first course will take you 10 times longer than your second one. But then once you do it, you'll have that confidence and uh, know how to move forward. Love it. Uh, Chris, tell the folks how to learn more about Lifter LMS, where, what you're giving your URL and any other information or where you're at on the interwebs i'm easy to find um so you can find me on twitter and facebook just at chris badgett it's lifterlms.com we also have like a, a dollar trial it's like a sandbox site if you want to play around with lifter on a on a fully done site with sample content installed you can take that for a test drive um, check out the examples tab on our page you'll find the uh, Melissa Love and Kay and Ziv over there that we were just talking about, as well as David and Tim's and Corey's creations over there as well. Um, so go check that out. And then if you really want to nerd out, you've just you've just hit the tip of the iceberg with me today, but I've been talking about this kind of stuff for eight years and I bring in a lot of experts who have subject matter expertise outside of what I know, like instructional designers and advanced marketers and things like that. Um, course creator, case studies, and all these things, go check out our podcast, which is called LMS Cast. Oh, nice. Robin asks an interesting question that if, I'm not sure if this is a question or a hidden request, uh, <laughs> like a special <laughs> price for agencies to use for one year to become experts so that they can sell course building as a service. I do have a special price. It's free. And what I mean by that is uh, we actually have a program called the Lifter LMS Experts Program. It's a free service we provide that just the number one question we get from people is, hey, do you know any agencies you can refer us to to actually build out the site for us? So because of that, we built the Lifter LMS Experts Program. It's no cost. You just have to show basic competence of ability to work with Lifter. And then you get listed on our site. That page gets a ton of traffic. It's just a free service we provide for the community. Um, nice. So go check that out. Nice. And then 
you you mentioned to get started for for free is, or low cost as well. Lifter LMS does have a free core plugin. It's our contribution to the WordPress community. It's very powerful in and of itself. Seventy nine percent of Lifter sites on the internet just use the free plugin, and that's all they need. And then we have paid add-ons, and that's how we build our business and just add more value through more features and whatnot. So go check that out. And I'll put together uh, a Divi chat coupon code for you and hook you up. So head over to lifterlms.com after uh, you know 30 minutes from now, and we'll, I'll have a Divi chat coupon set up for a special surprise <laughs> discount. Awesome. Love it. Then where will they say again where they would go for that? We'll put the link in the chat. Cool. Yeah, go to lifterlms.com and uh, just check it out. You'll see the the pricing page, and if you want to, uh, oh, get just the, sign up. It'll get the Divi Chat discount. It'll it'll work. Yeah. Sounds nice. The, yeah. Is the Divi the Divi Chat discount is like it costs more because we're all such a fan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's right. I added the coupon code. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody is super excited to be learning all this. I can tell in the chat, you've got some people saying thank you and that they've enjoyed this episode. Um, Andrew Palmer asked a question a while ago that we didn't get up here. And also Nancy um, asked a similar question, but she had two questions in hers. This one's shorter. Um, he said, I love hearing Chris's views on competitors and how he handles their presence. And um, I think that that's something that's a really cool thing to talk about, something that you have such a zen about you and that you aren't intimidated or afraid of having competition and if you could just maybe just quickly give somebody a hint give the folks a hint about your sort of your stance on that and then maybe they can um reach out later or you can sh sh send us in another direction where you've talked about this in other places because we are almost out of time yeah we're playing the infinite game i don't need somebody to lose in order for me to win you know, this is a, the internet is a really large space and, um, you know, I've been out to dinner with many of my competitors. I consider some of them good friends. And, uh, you know, when you play the infinite game, life is a lot more fun. And actually the, there is a, a friendly rivalry and comp competitive nature to it, but that just inspires innovation in the space and differentiation. So um, embrace the infinite game. And if you want to go deeper on that, there's a great book by Simon Sinek, I believe, called The Infinite Game. Love it. Thanks so awesome. much for being here, Chris. Uh, anybody else have any final words that they'd like to share? No? I okay. I think Chris we covered everything. just create like a going to sleep podcast. He's got like this zen vibe going on. <laughs> I, just don't, I know. <laughs> I don't know how you ever got those dogs to mush, Chris. Hey, it's a long game. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're born. All right. To run. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.